the numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board. Oh. 11, right. 11, and most of 11, the and then amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder. These guys are 11. Let's go. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Control. Uh, what up, KQ? Hi. Hi. We're talking, uh, we were already talking about controls here on the soundboard of the podcast. Gosh, that's so and, fitting. And because you know we love a good segue, no fluff up Since front. No openings. No openings, no sponsors. <laughs> no spiel here. Straight to biz. Um, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing well. You know what? Everybody like somehow naturally calls me KQ. It evolves into that. I don't know what it is. Isn't that, that kind of wild? I think it's two strong letters at the beginning of the, you know, like K is a pretty strong letter. Yeah, maybe it's the K. Q is a little like unusual, but strong. <laughs> so it's so a KQ. strong. Well, a lot of people call me DW. Initials. D-dub. D-dub. That's true. Yeah. I don't even get the full get the W. Dub. dub. Um, so... I'm proud of us because we're really staying consistent. And yeah. I think maybe in the future episodes, we can talk about how to stay consistent yeah. in life and in business. Okay. Um, but I say this because I think we've done four weeks and four podcasts Ooh. in a row. That's like a huge undertaking. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Yay. Favorite button. Favorite button. Uh, <laughs> I actually have not updated any of these buttons on the soundboard in like two years. So maybe I'll do that before the next there one. You and I'll have all kinds of good stuff. There you go. So today we're going to talk about control because you brought it up on our last podcast I about did. procrastination. And yeah. then the best part is that we talked about it just before this and we're like, Hey, why were we talking about control? And then we realized <laughs> that what you were talking about in the last podcast about your book selection really had nothing to do with control. No. And then we kind of it was backed like time our, value. Yeah. We backed, <laughs> we, we've backed ourselves into the corner of of having to do this podcast now on control, even though. <laughs> Which but, is a great topic. But now I've thought about it. Yeah. And you've thought about it, right? Right. So let's, let's discuss. Well, control. I think a lot of people in business mm -hmm. like to have control over things, or we think we are the only ones that can do things right. The secret sauce, if you will. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're all the secret sauce. And so um, I know you were talking about books last week, so you've had some time to now to think about like, well, wait, that's not really a control thing. Um, now you've had a little time to think about it. How is it coming up in your world? How, why is it important? Why are we going to even spend any time talking about this? For me personally, I look at control as part of, if, if I'm looking to grow my business, I can't control everything. Right. And there's always some outside factors that you just can't, you know, you can't predict what's going to happen. You can't yep. control it. Yep. And it can be challenging to accept that and to address it if things aren't going right and you're letting go of that control and derail. So if you're a sole proprietor, mm -hmm. a lot of times you start off in business like you are everything. You're like a you're one man show. Right? Marketing, your HR. All the hats. HR with yourself. How does that work? <laughs> HR, your account. Some interesting meetings. Your accounting, your tech support, your everything. But if you want to grow, usually, I don't know a whole lot of businesses that don't require this, you have to start bringing in other people mm -hmm. to get it to grow. 
Yeah, that's the biggest piece I can think of when it comes to controlling things. Yep. And so as I was thinking about this podcast and I was thinking about uh, working with business owners and entrepreneurs, um, the control thing is actually much, a much bigger topic than I originally w- believed sure. it to be. Yeah. And where it really comes in is scale and I think quality of life. Mm. Because you have people that work really, really, really hard. Right. And I think we all get to that point. Maybe you've been to this point. I don't know. I've been to this point. You've seen me at this point mm-hmm. where you're just like, you can't do any more. Right. Like, and you can't grow it and you can't put more energy and there's no more time to give to it. And so you're kind of faced with this choice of like, do I continue down the path and potentially shrink mm-hmm. or do I start bringing people in to help me? And when the minute you bring somebody into the business, you're taking on a whole new level of responsibility. Totally. And you know what you need to start giving up? Control. <laughs> You were going to go for some like cool voiceover and then I feel like you backed out at last minute. You're like, oh, this isn't going to be that cool. Uh, It's true. And I think that's when I think of my business and where I've been the most challenged with control, that's where it is. It's with when you hire other people, you have to put your trust in other people and it's hard to let go. It is. It is. So it's, it becomes such an important topic now because Okay, so it it impacts your growth. Mm -hmm. And then, like, what if you want to take a vacation? Like, I know, like, no joke, I know people, I might have even had a client or two along the way, so no names will be shared, (laughs) that hadn't taken a vacation like three years, four years, because they're, you know, controlling the business that's only them, or they would have assistance but feel that they couldn't go. Mm. And so it ends up in this, like, whole quality of life issue. Right. They're living for their business, rather than it being the other way around where Mm. their business is helping them live their life. So they even have assistance, but they're not able to let go. Yes. Interesting. That's pretty common. Yeah. You know, because I think they look at at the business as like everything being equally important. Mm. It's just not. Well, and I think getting back to your secret sauce, they just can't let go, right? They, They feel like they have to be involved in every little aspect. What are you good at in business? I'm good at negotiations. Okay. Could it be delegated? Not that piece. No? Well, actually, (laughs) a component of it. Go on. I could probably do half of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, what else? What else are you good at that maybe like you've let go of? Uh, Well, not that I have let go of, but if I had to let go of it, I'm really good at networking and bringing in new business. Okay. So you're a good relationship. Builder. You could probably have somebody out there doing that on your behalf. Okay. Right. Yep. So I think outsourcing, I think everything can be outsourced to some end, but you can just, I think maybe you're not completely removed from it, but you can reduce the involvement required of you. So let's play a fun game. Okay. It's called letting go. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> so let's talk about the, like, so negotiation piece. I agree. You're great at negotiation. Mm. It's your thing. And the the first place our mind goes is like, Oh, I can't give that up. Like that's that's, where I went. That's an art. There's a, there's no way that's my, that's my thing. Yeah. Right. The truth of the matter is you could, Uh you could let it go. You could delegate it to somebody else. Right. So I got a question. Is it that one you wouldn't want to, cause you enjoy it? Hmm. 
Or is it that you don't want to because you believe that nobody else could ever do it as good as you? Okay, so I can give you the Dave answer <laughs> or I can give you no, what I, want, I really think. I want the real answer. I think that's what I'm best at in my business. Yep. So that would be the last item for me to let go of. Oh, that's a good answer. I would get rid of everything else. Yeah. And just do that. Yeah. So like, so the networking relationship building, you could hire. I could hire someone to do that. Business development person to go out and do that. Right. Yeah. So the reason I bring it up is that I see it a lot where it's a great question to ask yourself. Is it that you really enjoy the things that you're not willing to give up? Mm -hmm. Because if you do, like, fine. Right. Stick with it. But more often than not, I think it's the second thing. Like, nobody could do it as good as I can. Mm. Nobody can, like, you know, communicate with my clients as good as I can. What do you think about that? I've I've felt that way before, Mm -hmm. but I think it comes down to setting up whoever, I mean, because at this point we're talking about employees, right? You're outsourcing, you're hiring people around you. And I've learned from this mistake is we don't set our people up for success and it takes time and energy. And those of us that are controlling, which is, I'm totally a control freak. And I, Mm -hmm. if I could control every aspect of my business, I would. Right. I think we find it easier to say, well, I'll just, I'll just do that. Because yeah. it'll take me five seconds. Oh, that's you're right on. Right? That's exactly. I know we had talked about that, and I'd already <laughs> forgotten. You're it's, like, oh, that's good. It's in six six minutes, and I'm like, oh yeah, we just talked about it. I forgot. No, that's right. So so, so that's the band aid solution. That's the common one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know what? I just don't worry about it. I'll do it. I think a lot of people go into that that habit, that cyclical, going back to. I'll take care of it. Quick Band-Aid. This person's not going to learn from it or I'm not going to take the time to train them. And then you're pouting six months later because you don't have help. So let's think about like, where does that lead you then? So let's say there's a task. Let's just say it's simple. It's like licking envelopes, right? <laughs> Great. Okay. Great example. Licking envelopes. Great example. You're a good envelope licker <laughs> and you've got an assistant and like maybe they're like Maybe they're not doing a good job. Things yeah. are not, the envelopes aren't sticking. They're like opening up. You see this going down. Right. And you're like, you know what? Just you to get out of the licking of envelopes. I'm going to be the envelope <laughs> licker. I, I'll do it because whatever. Right. So long term, like where does that go? That means for your business, anytime there's an envelope that needs to be licked for the rest of time, mm-hmm. it's got to be you. Right. Right. And you could be doing what else? You could be out building <laughs> not relationships. Not well, yeah, that's the obvious, right? Uh, you could be focusing on negotiations, which you enjoy. You mm-hmm. could be out marketing yourself. You could be doing all these other things. But I think in the time we were like, oh, it's not a big deal. It only takes me four or five minutes to yeah. like lick these envelopes. So I'll just do it because I don't want But, But what you're saying is like, hey, slow down for a second. Mm-hmm teach this person to lick the envelopes right and you'll never have to lick an envelope again but i don't think people see the like higher level um i don't think they see the higher level problem with that right in being like stuck in all these like mundane little things just because it's easier for them to do it in that moment it's the short term yeah it's hard to look at it as a long term you know usually you're in the present and you're like okay this needs to go out 
as soon as possible. It's so much easier. I'm just going to take care of this task and be done. But aren't there like a bajillion of those things out there, like yeah. in, in business where it's like you jump in, you're like, oh, don't worry. It's only going to take five minutes. I'll just do it myself. Oh, no, no, I'll just do that. But think about it. But then you have you, to do it every time. Right. And then you add up all that time. Right. Like over the course of a year or five years or right. 10 years or whatever it is, it becomes, I mean, there's a, there is a cost to it. Yeah. Big time. There's something else that you kind of touched on with the envelopes. Was it something? Yeah. So they're kind of like falling apart or kind of, you know, not perfect. Sometimes you have to let the people around you make mistakes and you have to, again, time, invest the time to train them and help them improve on it. Right. So if you're like how important is the envelope? Uh, well, you know? right. So, yeah, exactly. Well, right. So, seriously. So, the, yeah. So that. Oh my God, we're going all down, all, all rabbit holes, all over the place. <laughs> so, so the level of the task. Yes. Like the importance. So. Right. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, the level of the task, and then how do you still correct the mistakes? And so when so I'm thinking about that, like how detrimental would it be if your assistant had some envelopes that mm-hmm. were maybe not perfectly licked and, and sealed. Is it going to sink the business? Probably not. Well, now Unless if it was a you're check in to, the envelope. Yeah. <laughs> envelope <laughs> business. Licking business. Or if it's like your check to the IRS and, yeah. it, and it comes falls open mid-mail and, and, and falls out. Day. That So, I mean, I, so I think that's a really good, you know, thinking about solutions, that's a really good first step on the solution front is assessing what it is you're about to give up control of. Mm -hmm. Like how detrimental will it be to you or the business Mm -hmm. or to the person that's working alongside that you're giving up control to? Right. How detrimental to to the business will that task be or will it be if that task goes wrong? Right. So you're saying start with the tasks that would have the least negative effect if it was not done correctly. Licking envelopes could be. <laughs> That's like a good starting point. Yeah. Now, right? if the assistant goes and has like a big red pasta lunch and then is like oh, just big gooey weird <laughs> smears like. And you hired the wrong person. Then you hired the wrong person. <laughs> um, okay. So that's kind of the first part, right? The second part is, and you kind of touched on it, is like when a mistake is made, mm. what's the process? Mm-hmm of making sure that the mistake isn't made over and over and over and over again. And if it is made repeated times, how do you deal with it? Right. Cause I think that's ultimately the fear. Like when we're talking about control, we're talking about the fear of the what ifs or the mm-hmm. unknowns or the worst case scenario. So, so talk me through that. Cause I know well, you, I was going to say, I know, I know where my, like how you feel about something going wrong in your business. It, it could be the smallest thing and you're like, oh, I could have done it better. It feels like the end of the world. And then you rabbit hole and you're not going to let the person do the task again, or you just don't take the time to train them. And you were like, Hey, it should have been perfect the first time. And we just have these high expectations of others around us just because it's been habitual for us for years and years and years building our business. And it's not like they're, we expect them to pick it up. Like they've been doing it this whole time when they haven't. So, I, the biggest challenge in letting go of control for me is always the training and setting aside time to set up whoever's coming in to help you for success Yeah, and giving feedback when those mistakes happen. 
can we can we role play this real quick? Okay. This is gonna be fun. Oh okay, so scared. I'm I'm Larry, the assistant, uh-huh. and I was you delegated envelope licking to me. Okay. And I had a thing of blue pop rocks before I did this, and now there's blue Larry. sticky stuff on the envelope. So, like, how would you deal with that? Right? <laughs> I know this seems silly, but like, let's just bear with. So, how would you deal with it? The controlling versus non-controlling? Yeah, let's go controlling. So, like, controlling first would be like, God damn it. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Larry. No, I would, I would be very disappointed, and I would just take the task off of his plate. Okay. And I would go fix these envelopes. Yeah. And move on. Nice. Now, non-controlling. Yes. Larry, yes. you know, it was a great effort. I know this is your first time doing this. Mm-hmm. I'd like to give you some feedback so we can do a better job next time. Because this, uh, this uh, what did you eat? Blue pop, pop rocks. Pop rocks, yeah. Probably not the best choice uh, when you are executing this task. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> that was a good role play. We should do more of this. No, but the, the point being is that you've got to sit down and create a little bit of a feedback loop. Now, what about if a mistake is made over and over and over and over? Yeah, then. Well, I think you have to continue to address it. Mm-hmm. I think you have to set parameters around how many times you're going to allow that to happen and what's realistic and reasonable. And then if it gets to a point where it's not being corrected, it's just not the right person. So in your mind, like if you had somebody like what's your threshold for people? Because mm-hmm. I think we have a That's threshold. This whole other well, conversation. Right. So I'm for just, mistakes. I, I'm just thinking about like people that are listening to this that you know, are in charge of other people that have had to give up pieces of their business and control. It's like, I don't think that there's a magical number, but I think we all have this kind of threshold of what we're willing to put up with, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, we can have the same mistake one time only right. or five times, because I'll tell you, I know from just observing a lot of people have a zero mistake threshold. Yeah, that's not fair. I mean, we're not perfect. No, I know. But yeah. it, but it's a real thing. It like, is a real is thing. A, there's zero, like the mistakes made and then it's just like, it's like scorched earth. Yeah. It's game over. So what would your threshold be? I think three is a realistic number. And I also think it depends on what kind of mistake it is. Yeah. Like if it's literally the exact same task and it's not being executed, then clearly you're not cut from the cloth that needs to be in that role. But sometimes we're presented with new challenges and new problems that will lead to mistakes that we probably would have made ourselves, but mm-hmm. we're so great that of course not, we wouldn't have done that, but nope. I can't believe that person did. No way. So I think the threshold for that needs to be a, a little more generous, um, okay. especially when it's something that's not a consistent task. Mm-hmm. And I was, and you made me think of one other thing is when we're dealing with people, I also find you can go one of two ways. You can either be like the direct person, zero tolerance, like I'm not going to accept this, or you're the person that like hides and you're the people pleaser and mm-hmm. this employee can do no wrong and I'll go fix it in the background and just suck it up because I don't want to hurt their feelings. Because that's kind of a weird way of, it's like, um, what it's like passive control. Yes. It's like the mistakes are made or the thing, you know, you did, you did a good job of delegating it out and then mistakes are made or you're your biggest fear is realize that like the envelopes didn't yeah. get licked properly. And instead of addressing, now you passively go and control and it without it. ever dealing with it. And you don't tell them. Right. And then it's just going to keep happening. But you're like, whatever. I don't want them to feel upset. Good point. Right. Good point, KQ. I didn't even think about that one. Um, 
we were thinking, or we were talking about this before, um, where, where control shows up in other places in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I brought up the idea of parenting. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit, we both have kids. Um, I grew up in a very disciplined, controlled environment. And interestingly enough, you grew up in a (laughs) not controlled, right? We both turned out okay, I think. (laughs) But... Well, what's funny is we're pretty similar, it let it, but it led us in, on different paths. So to get I was here. like, I was think the, the reins were held so tight right. that it was like, I wanted to just like unleash. Right. I want to go out. I, I want to party, like pass curfews. Mm-hmm. And that's carried over into like my adult life where if I feel that things are getting like too structured and too tight, yeah. it actually gives me anxiety. And I start to like kind of, I don't act out. I mean, 42, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like I, I did when I was younger. Yeah. I definitely did. So, and how are you with parenting? Are you controlling as a parent or are you like, no, my parents were like that. So I, I refuse f- to be that parent. I fight it. You I do? fight my, yeah, I fight. And I think we all do this. We all yeah. kind of become a version of our parents. Uh-huh. I have to be really aware of it uh-huh. and work on it daily yeah. because, you know, I, which is interesting because like in the day-to-day life, like whether the garbage is taken out and the laundry mm-hmm. and like the kitchen sink's emptied, no big deal. I yeah. have no control over that. But like from a standpoint of, you know, my kids going out late night and, you know, partying and doing like that for me is a control, which yeah. is interesting because that's the same thing that my parents did. Huh. Right? Now, my wife, on the other hand, grew up similar to you, no boundaries, right. no rules. Mom just kind of like yeah. let her do her thing. And, you know, as an adult now, she's she's very much uh, brought control and structure into her life, I think as like a mechanism yeah. to, because she, it was so like freewheeling it yeah. that she needed to kind of build Counteract structure for it. herself. Huh. And so, and so in the home life, you know, dishes and things like that drive her nuts. Mm-hmm. But with the kids going out and living their life, she's totally like relaxed. And she's the one be- telling me I need to chill out. And then I'm like, <laughs> you need to chill out with the dishes, like the dishes. So it's funny. It's like this interesting dynamic, but there, I see it a lot with parenting is the control factor mm-hmm. is, I don't even know if people are aware of it sometimes. Yeah. And for me, I didn't have the boundaries. And I was telling you before this podcast, my friend's boundaries became my boundaries. Yeah. We'd be out and, and say they had a curfew at 10 o'clock. I was like, well, there's nothing for me to do past 10. So I'm going to go home. Yeah, this is boring. And it allowed me to independently make that choice and not feel, you know, like I was chained to the fence and couldn't go out and still successfully be home at a decent hour. So I think... I don't know if my parents intended that to work that way, but it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a parent, it's hard to let go yeah. a little bit, right? And I think I've what I've figured out is you have to create a safe sp- space. Communication, again, just like with your employees, is mm-hmm. key so they understand your expectations and it's super clear cut. And then if they start to to break those expectations, then you start to, to set, put the control around it. Right. How are you with your kids? I'm super chill. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like to empower them and I want them to be who they're going to be. And then if they start behaving in a way where they're like not doing their chores or you, I, I'm like the gentle reminder mm-hmm. and Levi is like, no, this is happening now. Yeah. So we have two completely different styles of communication. Yeah. And he grew up in a very controlled atmosphere. 
So he, I think he deal, works hard on that because that bleeds into how he parents as well. And it probably bleeds over. I mean, oh my gosh. And you think about it, it's like control in your parenting probably equates to how you are in a leadership role, totally. like in your business. Mm-hmm. And so super interesting. Okay. So let's dial in some solutions because we, that's our goals. Like yep. every time we kind of go through these topics, we kind of meander through them for about 25 <laughs> minutes. We usually have our own like realizations and then, and we then selfishly we selfishly help yeah. ourselves. Well, I mean, so like I was thinking about the other day, this is a little off topic, but it's on topic. Uh, I was thinking the other day, like when we started this podcast, we talked about how there's just so much advice out there. There's mm-hmm. books, there's seminars, there's all these things. And a lot of it can make you feel like, you know, you're doing it wrong or you're not enough yeah, or lesser whatever, than. Mm-hmm. lesser than. And we kind of said, well, let's pick some of it apart. Let's figure out what's worked for us. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, put a spotlight on the things that don't because <laughs> there's quite a few. And, and, and then, you know, hopefully dissect from our own experiences and be able to share with people what, you know, we think works or what's worked for us. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because I was thinking about the format of the podcast. It's really, I think we've kind of dialed that in now yeah. where it's like the solution stuff, you guys, is not meant to be like, we're so good and you should listen to us and we live these perfect lives. A lot of it's been trial and error and experience yeah. and now we get a self-discovery. Self-discovery. <laughs> so rabbit hole, I know, but I felt like I had to say No, it. it's true. And so in reviewing this topic and understanding this from different angles, you had a good one. The first step that you identified was if you are at a point where you're letting go of control, make those tasks, like you said, take baby steps. Mm-hmm. Like make it the things that aren't going to be detrimental to the bigger picture, like where the mistakes will be a little less (laughs) painful, right? right. Where it's a a point where you can learn from it and grow and take the time to, to work on that. Yep. Um, you had one and you were talking a little bit about the empowerment thing. So I think it's, it's really important. Remind me. We were talking, well, we, you talk, you mentioned a little bit with your kids is that, yeah. is that it, from the mistake standpoint, yes. if a mistake is made, if you've taken the leap of faith, it isn't about just breaking that person down. And it's really about empowering them to go back and, and fix it. Mm-hmm. It's about empowering them to try new things. Um, I think that's super, super important when it comes to control, because if you empower somebody else, it might empower you mm-hmm. to go do something different, you know, in life and business or whatever that you might have not otherwise not done. Right. And taking the time to explain those expectations, like yeah. actually setting aside that time, because if you front load that work, then it'll pay off. Like you were saying, if you find yourself doing that quick bandaid fix, then you're never going to scale. You're always going to have to take care of that one task versus trying to delegate it out like you were originally. If the mistakes happen, take the time, train. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect. Yeah. And it's a little bit of slow down to speed up. Yes. Yeah. Which is hard to do. Super hard, especially so if you're on timelines and the rest of it. And it's you're just like, I'll get to that later. Yeah. I'll just take care of it. I think the last thing that I would probably add to this as a solution is to really investigate the truth of, of like your mindset around something like mm. I'm the only one that can do this. Nobody could do that better than me. Right. People couldn't talk to my clients the way I talk. Because in my experience over the years is that there are always people that are better than you at, at what? 
most things. Really? Yeah, because I, I think you know, like you're a very talented. You're a very talented person. I, I think you're great at a lot of things, but you know, there's probably only one or two things where like maybe you're like exceptional at, like mm-hmm. in terms of you know, like that's the your thing and that's where you should be. Right. Right. So, so investigating that and spending a little more time and going, you know, could that be outsourced? Could that be delegated? Could there be somebody that is, you know, more of a wordsmith than I am? Is there somebody that has better negotiations? I think everything ultimately could be delegated and then taking a peek at are the things you're not letting go of the things that maybe you really enjoy and, and making peace with like, Hey, I just Mm -hmm. like that part of the business. I enjoy it. It's a good use of my time and, and stick with it. It's okay to let your business work for you yes. instead of working for your business. Yeah. Good right? one. Let's just end on that. That was good. <laughs> I'm going to go back and re-edit and like have it like four times in a row so people can hear it. Um, okay. Good. Cool. Good topic. I like that. Even though it started like a topic uh, that we thought it was something to do Our with. people know. Yeah. You know us by now. If you're, if you're still you, hanging in there. You 39 You know you, you get the roundabout. Shout out to our people in, uh, let's see, we're in Latvia. We've Ooh, got a listener in Latvia. See? Yeah, thanks for Shout listening. Shout out. Hit bad, us up. Bad news, Latvia, your uh, <laughs> hockey team did really bad in the Olympics yesterday. <laughs> Where's our wah, wah yeah, I don't button? Know. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> no, that's the song. That's not good. <laughs> Um, all right, KQ, good fun, podcast. Guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, and until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.